Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Coming up on today's podcast, a Cork business that uses dry ice and not in music videos, and the former TD who's helping businesses find their financial feet. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, next up on Red Business, we have uh, two guests in studio to talk about a company that is, again, one of those unsung stories of Irish business. They found a problem, they came up with a solution, and they've been working with some of the biggest names in the business, but not too many people know what they do. So it gives me great pleasure uh, to welcome to the studio uh, Damien McDonnell and Mairead O'Donnell from Polar Ice Tech. You're both very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, What do you do? So essentially we partner with industry and we reduce downtime, increase productivity by introducing a cryogenic cleaning process. Um, It has a number of different names. Uh, One of them is uh, dry ice blasting. So we use solid carbon dioxide and accelerate it through a jet of compressed air to clean, generally clean moisture sensitive and abrasive sensitive process and production equipment. Now I'm going to sub that down to you do very fancy cleaning. We do. Very Essentially. fancy. Yeah. And, and, yes. and in kind of complicated areas as well I'm guessing. Yes. yes. Uh, quite generally in process environments or production environments uh, so there's a lot of you know we're, we're removing uh, some uh, risky contaminants um, and doing it in a quite a, a quick and efficient, uh, effective way. How important is this, Mairead, for the companies that you're working with, that, that you can have confidence that things are going to be clean? Yeah, I suppose it's, it's incredibly important. Um, so we clean high-value assets, Jonathan. We clean different things like stators and turbines and electrical distribution boards, as well as process and production equipment. So they're high-value assets for You couldn't be going at them with a sponge and some soap. No, but, you know, there's still traditional methods out there where people are going at them with hammers and chisels. And, you know, so you would have what we call a contaminant. So you'd have something on the surface that needs to be cleaned off. And what happens is that people are still using very traditional methods that are abrasive so they're damaging the surface but they don't know how to do it otherwise because some piece of equipment they might be moisture sensitive and other piece of equipment are abrasive sensitive so they're looking at the the small variety of cleaning methods that are out there and where dry ice cleaning comes into it is where it allows people to clean moisture sensitive and abrasive sensitive high value assets. Okay, well you see if you mention dry ice now my eye instantly Damien is drawn to a Bon Jovi video so there's loads of it flying around the air it doesn't necessarily clean things it's a slightly more sophisticated technology than that then. It is but the, the media is that in itself I suppose it's used in theatrical it's ultimately it's solid carbon dioxide so it's it's captured at source um, and it's 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 a, quite a sustainable cleaning media uh, how, is it, how is it sustainable? I suppose carbon dioxide is knocking around the environment anyway. In it, fact, we have too much of it in the world. Absolutely. But I suppose it, it's captured at source. So what you see, like CO2 is created during many, um, it's naturally created during many uh, industrial processes. The purest form would be in the beverage and the fermentation uh, of um, in, in um, distilleries and also in the manufacturing of fertilizer, so the ammonia plants. So it's going out of the stack of these production facilities and it's captured at that stage 
and it's recycled and reused and, and, and create, turn, tr- turned into little blocks into that you solid, use in, well. yes into a solid form and we just accelerate that through a jet of compressed air um, so in other words are you actually helping the environment by doing things the way you're doing it absolutely so while the media is sustainable it's the process is very much eco-friendly because there are no chemicals it's non-toxic it both cleans and decontaminates so the dry ice itself is minus 78.5 degrees C so it will clean a surface but it will also decontaminate it uh, so it will kill bacteria Is it a specialist kind of stuff Mairead? Is, is, do you have to be specially qualified to, to use this type of technology? Absolutely and there are reasons why we're the market leader you know um, because there's very few few companies it, it's a very tricky product to, to use and it takes a particular kind of skill and a particular type of equipment and you know we, uh, we've been in business 13 years in 2016 um, Damien had been working with uh, with the with Polarized Tech for a number of years, and in 2016 he bought out the company. Is, is it like that old lad from Remington years ago? I liked it so much about the company. Is that is that something what it was? like so, that? Yeah. <laughs> but you've got you've got an impressive client list so far already. We have, yeah, yeah. We are, are I suppose it's almost all multinational companies. Um, I suppose medical device being our strongest um, industry, um, but right through to we've we've semi states, um, the likes of DSB. And we also have even the OPW, so in, in historical restoration. So this is a, a new industry almost that we have opened up and created uh, for cleaning historical does buildings. It, does anybody else do it the way you do it? Or, or is, have you just perfected the art? I suppose not, not in Ireland, not at the level that we're at. We, we have some small competitors, but they're, they're in a, a different space, I suppose. You know, So globally, I suppose we, in, in recent years, we... We are now recognised globally. You know, we're it's quite a small niche industry, even globally. You know, but we we have a number of competitors in the UK. We'll say, but we're because it's so small a niche. We we talk to our competitors. I I talk to them on a, on a regular basis, and we're almost learning from each other um, and creating, especially in the health and safety side of it. Yeah, we're creating. The, the, the better companies, I suppose, are the companies that engage regularly are, are almost creating so you, you, these... You, the, the opportunities. That opportunities, are there. yes. You're there cleaning the big tanks, but you're also cleaning the historic buildings. Mm. Yeah. And you're even down to the level of historic documents. If, Absolutely. If, how does that work, Marit? So I suppose um, because because the process is uh, is non-abrasive, um, we can, I suppose, manipulate the equipment uh, and it can remove ink from a piece of paper without damaging the paper itself and it's used a lot in the states in terms of historical documents but we recently completed a project with the OPW it was the most fascinating project ever to work on the, it was an, an abbey right in the centre of Dublin right beside the fruit markets in Smithfield um, that was built in in medieval Ireland, 1136. And we were in there cleaning the whitewash off the walls um, with the OPW to identify the type of stone that was laid in the 1100s. So we were cleaning that. And because the process has no moisture and it's non-abrasive, it was safe to know that we could remove the whitewash and not damage the stone or the brick or whatever the material was behind it. Can you get tomato ketchup off a, off a flower girl's dress? Because that's the big challenge in our house at the moment. Does it work on fabric? No. <laughs> I don't know, Damien, does it? That's a good question. I suppose it, it does because actually, I was going to say that's a good question, but I know the answer. It does work on fabric because some of the, I suppose in, in Europe it would be more used, more widely used than it would be in Ireland, probably because of the costs of the CO2 
um, it's more readily available. Look, here, so, you're telling so, me there's hope. That's all so, I'm taking so they, from this they, conversation. But they use it in, in cars, like supercars, in, in actually cleaning the interior of the cars, whether it's the leather interior or the seats. Yeah. The fabric seats so yes is the mm. answer so to that question it, it, the long and the short of it is you're a Cork company you're based in Middleton we're based in Middleton Middleton yes. um, you're, you're 16 years on the go but now it's really taken off for you what's the website if anybody wants to go and have a look because you've great YouTube videos I was looking at them before you came in we do so we, we've worked really hard on that Jonathan because for us and um, when you talk about dry ice cleaning and dry ice blasting you know people are saying well what exactly is that for, for us we've been told by our customers that video and photographs are so important and you kind of go oh I know now what it is. So it's polaricetech.ie. So um, and that and that's that's uh, that's our website. Okay. And polaricetech.ie and the link to the YouTube videos is there. And look, I think the potential is endless. The way you're describing it, it really yeah. is, and it's it's a fascinating area of business that I hadn't known anything about. But uh, for now, Damien McDonald and Mairead O'Donnell from Polar Ice Tech, thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Red Business, all that's best about business in Cork. My next guest is somebody who will be very familiar uh, to some people because they would have cast a vote for her in the past. She's a former TD but is now the Business Development Director at EFM Ireland. Anya Collins, lovely to see you again. How are you? Nice to see you too, Jonathan. Um, we've spoken many times in the past yes. uh, in, in our different roles. <laughs> me, me grilling you because you're a politician and I love to grill politicians. We but know. <laughs> this is a very different conversation. What is EFM Ireland and how did you find yourself working with them? So EFM Ireland is a, an organisation that uh, facilitates finance directors into small to medium businesses. So our finance directors become our associates. It's a, it's, that's the model. And we find them and we screen them and we go through a process to make sure that they're suitable for our network or, or our clients. Uh, and then we find the clients. And the clients are typically businesses that have started up and that are growing and they want to continue to grow and need a finance director but don't need a finance director full-time and need somebody who's very experienced. So in other words, what you're doing is you're bridging a gap for us, for small companies that don't need the full-time role but you put them in contact almost like a, 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 a speed dating for, for finance directors. Yes, you could call it that. Um, but I guess we've, as you know, I've been very attached to this sector for many, many years and I suppose one of the biggest gaps in the whole market is when a company is growing, it's having the right skills around its management team. And a finance person is always needed. But a finance director adds that strategic kind of role as well as understanding the numbers and being able to kind of bring all the experience they have. Most of our associates are either have worked in large indigenous Irish businesses or have worked with multinationals. So they're coming with that that lens to look at a business and see what's important to get it to grow. And it, often it's about focusing the CEO on the strategic plan and, you know, guiding them and being there to advise them. Because often business owners get sidetracked with trying to manage the day-to-day cash flows, mm. trying to manage the day-to-day building a team and so on. You see, and I, I include myself in this number. Money and, and counting is not my strength, but I am running a business. So therefore, it, it is the case that I need a little bit of outside help, which I have and I'm very grateful for. But if it was being left to me, um, it, it wouldn't work. And there's lots of others out there who need that kind of support. Yes, and our service, as I said, is quite new because although we're finance directors, we're not taking place, we're not taking over the place of the accountant. The accountant still does all the compliance, does all the year-end stuff. We still advise you on your tax. This is operational finance, day-to-day, um, as I said, managing the cash flow, looking at your debtors, looking at where your business is coming from, you know, what's, 
where you want to get to and how are you mm. going to get, and, and like what's the roadmap and how are you going to get there well, well, and that's the, really where, where we focus Yeah, the world of business and politics collides uh, as it has done in your life but in general what we have at the moment is a small bit of paralysis in the system because of Brexit and people are either ignoring what might happen if there's an ordeal Brexit or I, I, they're just waiting, 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 waiting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I think Miriam Lord put it very well in the Irish Times recently. She quoted uh, a backbencher saying it's like being pregnant for eight and a half, uh, eight and a half months pregnant for three years. Yes. Are you finding that in, in the people that you're talking to? Absolutely. I mean, business across uh, Irish indigenous business across Ireland, really, I mean, we're particularly seeing it in Cork and in Dublin where people are not making decisions. And when decisions are not being made, then kind of everything slows down. So people aren't planning and they're not investing, which is never good for business because business has to keep moving. Even if you make, if you get something wrong, you have to move and change and keep going. Um, so Brexit, I mean, I guess at this stage, we're nearly at, you know, we're, we're, we're at the 1st of October. We're 31 days away from whatever the decision will be. But business will survive whatever happens. Although it will be challenging, some t- sectors will grow, other sectors will be really challenged. But we'll all have to get through it together. Um, do you think that mistakes have been made by people in dealing with Brexit? Because Brexit was the great unknown. Um, and I, I fear, and I've spoken to people about this, that maybe they've left it a little too late at times to deal with what's coming. Well, there hasn't been the take up in the supports that have been put out by both the local enterprise offices and the uh, inter- by and Enterprise Ireland. So that is a challenge. But I guess... I suppose when you're running a business, Jonathan, as you know well, you're focused on the day-to-day management of it. And again, that's where somebody like having a finance director comes on board because they're always looking ahead and seeing what's up ahead and seeing, you know, that you can be guided through that as smoothly as possible. So there is a concern that business owners uh, are not as ready as we would like them to be. But it is the great unknown, as you said. So, you know, when it happens, I think mm. it'll kick off very quickly. P- people, look, I, I listen to my accountant. I do everything my accountant tells me because I realise that the accountant, the accountant is better than me. But finance directors need to be listened to as well. If you're jettisoning someone in uh, as a finance director to somebody who thinks they know it all, uh, is that a hard job? That's a great challenge in working with CEOs across uh, Irish business. Uh, and I suppose something I've been have had lots of experience in because before I was in politics I was an accountant in practice for many years. Right, okay. So I've come across uh, lots of different exciting CEOs and it is always a challenge because you kind of have to coach them so there's a bit of that and a bit of mentoring involved and a bit of patience um, so so you do need a lot of skills to kind of bring them with you and but it is really about having that plan and getting everybody to buy into the, the plan for the business and where it's going. But it's about listening as well isn't it? It's about listening on Brexit it's about listening to advice uh, people need to have their ears open they don't they, do. they can't know everything Of course and, and and neither can a finance director by that by that token but I guess the whole idea is bringing a team together and that's where the biggest gap is at the moment in Irish business is having a team to support the business and have those skills and that's the whole idea having a part-time finance director many of these businesses don't need a full-time finance director but bringing somebody in who's very experienced and who can be there whether it is a half a day a month or two days a week whatever the business needs that's but also to look then at the other sides of the business that are needed which are usually HR which are usually uh, engineering or whatever the business may be what the needs are so you have a mixed skill set to really help the CEO and really to try and get the CEO maybe out from over managing the business mm-hmm. and over managing the people and kind of get them to focus on what they're really good at which often is sales or the 
the, the, the dealing with the customers or the clients or whatever that might be. So in my experience, that's usually where their greatest skill is. Can I ask, do you miss politics? I, I know that uh, politics being politics, I mean, you might still be there if you had a choice, but do, do you miss the cut and thrust of it? Are you happier now outside looking in? Well, it took me a long time to, to move on from politics. I mean, I obviously was very committed to it and wanted to get re-elected in 2016. And then I, unfortunately, that didn't happen for me. And when it's over, it's very much over very quickly. The phone stops ringing. The phone stops ringing. It sure does. And, and you kind of miss it and you miss the people more than anything. And, and you're kind of in this vacuum for a while because you don't really know which direction to go in. Um, and I found that a big challenge. And there's no support, so you kind of have to figure out yourself. So it, it's almost... It's almost being like laid off and, you know, that's it kind of, you know. With no redundancy. With no redundancy. (laughs) We're not allowed to talk about money, Jonathan, you know that. Um, So, yeah, so so that was a big challenge and I did have to dig deep myself and I did go back and I did the Institute of Directors course and I did some really good self-development and I went to a great coach which kind of helped me to figure out the path that was right for me and it was about mixing all of those skills. So, as I said, I'm an accountant by, by, by training and by profession and so on. The part of accounting I really like is working with the clients. And having spent so much time working with small to medium businesses in Ireland growing, I've always felt that this skill set, the helping the management team and helping the owners is a real challenge. And, you know, this was confirmed for me recently. I was talking to Fergus McMahon in Enterprise Ireland and they're trying to help Irish businesses export and grow. And he said there's a core of Irish businesses out there that have so much more potential and it's the lacking in the management skill set. And it's usually around finance, believe it or not. And then I was at an IOD event uh, in Dublin recently and uh, Mark Kennedy from Azars was speaking at it and he was exactly saying the same thing. He said the biggest challenge for Irish business is the team. And in Germany, they have a better opportunity because, as you know, in Germany, they have a lot of family-owned businesses, but they cluster and they kind of work in this space, which is in- an interesting model to look at. Well, the good news is there, hel- there is help at hand, and it is in the form of EFM Ireland. The website efmireland.ie, Business Development Director Anya Collins. Absolute pleasure to see you again, and the very best of luck. Thank you, Jonathan. Delighted to be here. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. Don't forget, you can find every episode of Red Business on redextra.ie, along with the very best in content from Cork's Red FM. Neve Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. 